Welcome to Unconditionally Unfiltered. And today we are going to talk to dun, you guys. Dun, 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 dun. It's a drum roll. Keep going. Dun, 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 That's dun, a voice dun. drum roll. We are going to talk to you guys about what everyone's been waiting for: our retreat. Take it away. Okay, so last episode we kind of covered how we got to this point and why we decided to go to the retreat. So Friday afternoon, we headed off. We were like 30 minutes early, so we parked out on the road. We were both so nervous, um, mostly because it was a lot of unknowns, even down to like sleeping arrangements and, and just everything. We had no idea what to expect. I I had a friend that actually um, recommended this to me, so I guess I did know a little bit of what to expect, but I still felt pretty clueless yeah and sauntered into so so it was pretty it was pretty nerve i was pretty nervous like nervous and anxious yeah i definitely had the nervous butterflies so we um it was like 10 minutes before we were supposed to be there right we finally pulled into the driveway and i was like oh they're like us they're young and so yeah we just started hauling stuff in Um, We got set up, and the first thing we see when we walk into the house, there's mats and pillows set up everywhere. And again, it was nothing like what I expected it was going to be. You just, I mean, situations like that, you just have no idea. So We were super underprepared. So underprepared. like. Well, we were told to bring a mat like the size of a yoga mat. Yes. And so we figured, okay, we'll bring like a yoga mat. And like a gym mat is what some people sent us as well. And a pillow and a blanket. So um, we get there and people have like cushions and blankets and all these pillows and... Like eight inch like thick yeah. cushions. And we didn't realize we could do that. So we, yeah, we were so underprepared. So yeah, Sonder had literally two mats stacked on top of each other. I got something that was so uncomfortable from Amazon and... Yeah, so they put us, they put Sonder the first night in the middle of the room, like right front and center, middle of the room, and then I was like shoved against a wall behind a huge pole um, because we were the last ones there, so we kind of just got shoved where they could fit us, and um, everyone was downstairs doing yoga while we were getting set up, and then everyone came upstairs, and that's kind of when we started orientation, right? Yeah. So... Um, before we went on this little adventure, we had to cut out a lot of things like caffeine and we weren't supposed to have like meat and spices and no No sex. alcohol two weeks before. Yeah, no alcohol. So some of this stuff was two weeks before, some was like 48 hours before. Um, but we cut out caffeine like four or five days before just to kind of prep because yeah. we didn't want to be dealing with headaches during this. So we gave ourselves a couple days extra on top of that. And then we had to stop eating that day at 10 a.m. Yeah, so we were going into there at like 4 or 5 p.m. And we hadn't eaten since 10. So So it wasn't, I mean, not that bad. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so um, we get in there. Everybody comes up. And that's when we had orientation. Yeah. Like our first night orientation. And... Again, I was just sitting there like so nervous, not sure what to expect. There's all sorts of different people there. Um, 
like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, when you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to fit in. Like if you go to a video game store, I don't fit in there, you know? So you kind of just like have these assumptions of what everyone's going to look like when you go to something like this. And I mean, there's just so many different, awesome, beautiful people. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty. So orientation, um, for me, it was basically, she was going through, um, just how the ceremony was going to go, how the ceremony was going to go, the plant medicine. I mean, she went through every, like every little thing. Um, but the orientation was so powerful and I wish I would have written some stuff down, but some stuff she said at the beginning was just so powerful. And I actually posted this on Instagram. Um, yeah, in my stories. And so a lot of you have probably already read this, but something she said that was so powerful to me was when you're doing work and healing yourself and like working on yourself, you heal seven generations up and down. What's a better word for that? (laughs) Up and down older. Like, so like my mom's gen, my mom, my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents. It's very like ancestral, a lot of like the teachings. Um, and then obviously forward as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what happened next? Well, so orientation, I mean, we were walked through how we were going to do things. Um, so the first thing that we did, um, is the hape. Um, and so essentially what the hape is, is like a ground up tobacco mixed with, um, other ash from other plants and herbs and things like that. And like volcano too, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's like volcanic ash. I'm pretty sure she said that. Okay. So anyway, just a a mix of things. Now it's not, it's not rolled up to like smoke. Um, what you actually do is, um, I mean, essentially you pray over it and then they put it into a stick that then goes into your nostril and they blow it into your nostril. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like a powder. Like when she puts it in, it's super fine. Um, and so they do one nostril and then they do the second nostril. And I didn't realize they were doing both nostrils because the first one just like it killed. For me, it was like it burned so bad, like burned my throat and then burned my ears like super bad. So it was it was very, very painful. Um So, yeah, I was not expecting that. And most people are, like, coughing up and spitting in their bucket. Um, And I I would say even though it's painful, it also very much, like, clears your mind and gives you... Like, so much clarity. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. Um, And, well, before that... So, we started... Orientation probably lasted about... um, it's probably a couple hours. They went, she went long this time. Yeah. It might've been an hour and a half or, an hour, or two hours, but she, she went over not only the medicines, but she also went over just like all the ground rules. And it's funny oh, because yeah. they literally park a truck um, at the end of the driveway. So no one can leave. So you have to like stay there and it's considered a very like sacred space. So if you just like leave when you're not supposed to leave, you kind of like break up that 
energy and the frequency. That's a good thing to bring up. Um, so that was one of the rules. Another one obviously was like that, no cell phones. That made phones. it sound a bit very cultish. They block you in. I mean, I mean, it, it makes sense to me. It's like, and it's so, it's such a vulnerable space too. Like for someone to just like leave when they're not supposed to leave. And you know, when that's not how it works, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we couldn't, we had to be there as long as we originally committed. We can't talk. So once she rings the bell and the ceremony starts, like there's no talking. You can make all the noises you want, but you can't have like social conversation just because it's disrespectful to other people's journeys. And, and that you can, you can talk to the shaman and like the guardians if you have like questions or you're feeling yeah. some ways. Just not like Jalen said, social conversations with others. Yeah. And when Sandra says guardians, this sounds totally crazy and like weird and if I was listening to someone talk about this, I'd be like, this is really weird. But so the guardians are just kind of almost like her assistants. They help her why um, she's pretty much directing, hosting the yeah. ceremony. <laughs> They're kind of like her apprentices as well. Yeah. So that's kind of how you not, I'm not going to say like rank up, but how you can eventually become a shaman is by becoming an apprentice to, or a guardian to multiple um, shamans. So she did that all around the world with many different shamans to get to this point. Certified. And yeah. So yeah, the guardians are amazing and they're kind of there. Like one of them was always singing and playing instruments and the other ones were, you know, just walking around. That's like their job is to walk around and make sure everyone's having a good experience. And if anyone needs help going to the bathroom or, and we'll kind of go into that more, um, in a second, but yeah, so there's a bunch of ground rules that we had to agree to, and she kind of just went into depth and used a lot of really powerful analogies to explain something like the one I just said, that you heal gen- so many generations, so that was really powerful, and I wish I would have wrote down everything else because she said some powerful things that just like hit me, but at that point, I was still nervous, and I didn't know I could take notes at that, like, there, so I wasn't taking notes. Okay, so... So then the ceremony started. I skipped ahead, but we covered what the hape was. Yeah, so yeah, the ceremony starts and you start doing... So the hape that he just said, when I took it, it did... Like it, like he said, it, it really brings clarity. Um, it did not bother me like near as much as it bothered him. Um, but we were kind of opposite on two of the plant medicines. So um, yeah, so when we, we take that... We have a bucket that we carry around with us to spit in or if we need to throw up. So they administer that and you can choose a small, medium, or large dose. I did small, I think. They gave all the first timers small. Yeah, the second day I think I might have done medium, but then the third day I told her small. So yeah, anyways, you get to choose your dose and then... Then you go out and meditate afterwards. Yeah, and it's kind of... A med- it's meditation, but it's also to kind of Prepare. like you're kind of spitting for a couple minutes because you don't want to inhale the tobacco. Like you're, it's that's not what it's for. So it kind of like goes down in your throat and you have to spit it out. So that's what that was for. And this was just a weird experience because for me, I'm like spitting in front of strangers into a bucket. I mean, it's just all very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's new, but the thing is. Everyone was there doing it together. So that obviously made it better. It wasn't like we were just by ourselves. So then um, she rings the bell. We come back inside 
after that has like kicked in and we're not spitting anymore. And then the next one, um, the vine. Yep. So the next one's called the vine and I wasn't hundred percent sure what it was, but you said it's, it's pretty much the ayahuasca without the DMT in it. Okay. So, um, that makes sense because they taste very similar yeah. <laughs> to each other. So it's like a bark. Oh wait, never mind. That's the Sananga. Yeah, this um, it's a it's just a vine. Yeah. Right? That's what it comes from. So the actual ayahuasca has the vine and then also a leaf in it that contains the DMT and that's what they mix with some other things. Yeah. So the vine, so they bring around a cup, we all say our prayer. Um and I mean that can be anything. There's no like right or wrong answer when it comes to that. So you say yeah, your prayer. And then you, um, yeah, you, you take that and that one is more for, is that to support like seeing things clear, like the vision? I think, I honestly think it's just to get like the vine in you early. Yeah. I should have taken better notes about this. Just to start bringing clarity. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's just more there to. Just start the ceremony. I think it, you know, probably has to do with getting it early in your system as well. Um, and so, yeah, so then we take that and then um, fall. And it's a small, it's a small dose. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, maybe like a quarter of an ounce. Yeah. They pass it around in like ounce. these little paper cups. Um, we all pray, like share our prayer, like under our breath and then take it. Yeah. And then she shares a group prayer. And then, and then we salute. And then we salute. And then um, the worst part ever (laughs) happens next. And it's funny because this one didn't bother Sonder as much. But holy cow, you guys. I thought I was... My eyeballs were going to fall out. So this one's called Sananga. And what's the purpose of this one? To open your third eye. Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, my gosh. My brain, you guys. So this one's to open your third eye. And if you're like, what the heck does that mean? Go just Google it and it will tell you all the things. It's very big with like meditation. Yeah. It's pretty much opening up your eye for learning and, you know, getting through the subconscious and other dimensions and pretty much seeing what our 3D body can. I guess more unlocking the 4D. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. This is not the only way to do this. So. I mean, there's a lot of practices out there and different things you can do to work on that. Um, so what she says is if you want to, if you want to take this, just put a pillow at the end of your, your mat and turn around and lay down. So you turn around, lay down and she goes, starts from the front of the room, goes to the back of the room and takes the eye drops. She drops one in each eye and then you have to start fluttering your eyes. Yeah. Ah, seriously. So yeah, they, they put it. Like Jalen said, in your eyes. And then when you flutter, it's like bringing it into your eyes. You guys, it, she she told us at the beginning, it's going to feel like sandpaper like in your eyes. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I already have... Sondra has really sensitive eyes when it comes to like the sun. I have blue eyes, so just any sun like that. And mine are like elements. Like if I get things in my eye or even like my mascara... Anything, if I have anything on my eyes, my eyes just burn by the end of the day. Like they're so sensitive. So when I put that in, I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, you literally sit there and go, 
Like you have to focus and it doesn't, it lasts for about one, two minutes. Uh, I'd say probably five. I yeah. Mean, it's, well, I mean the, Not that. the excruciating pains probably out yeah, the first like two and a half, yeah. three minutes. Yeah. But I will tell you guys, I, I wussed out the second night. I let fear get in my way. I didn't do it the second night. And there was a massive Spoiler difference. Spoiler alert. There was a massive difference between my experience the first night and the second night. And after you take it, it is, it's just magical. And I feel like everything's open and uh, it's just, it's awesome. So and then, the so pain we, is worth it. We took the eye drops and then we went through a breathing exercise that yeah. probably lasted like 10 minutes. Yeah. We're, we're going to leave like some things out because I mean, it is a very like sacred ceremony. So there yeah. are things that we're not getting into like every detail. There's some sacred things that are in the room and a part of it. So we're not going to like get into the specifics of everything, but we'll give like a general overview. Yeah. So, um, so then we did that, the breathing ceremony Yeah, and you guys, the music and the breathing. And so she plays instruments towards the end of that one as well. And it's just, it is so beautiful and so magical. And I, at that point, I already had tears like streaming down my face and it wasn't, it wasn't like I was crying or I know that sounds weird and it was not because of my eyeballs just burning, but it was just so magical and so beautiful. I don't know other, any other way to explain it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great way to explain it. It does make your eyes water. Spoiler alert for day two. I like opened my eyes probably five minutes in and there was just like a river of water that just like came out and like a massive splash on both sides of my head. So <laughs> Yeah, so... I mean, it's, it opens your everything to the point where you're just like very sensitive. So you don't want to have that and then just like open your eyes because it's yeah. still, it was still light outside at this point. It was like six, seven, maybe. And probably seven thirty-eight. the sun, the sun was out day. at this point. So yeah. when you sit up, you definitely don't want to open your eyes on that. So after that, we sit up. And then it's time for the ayahuasca. Um, And a lot of you guys know about this already. I have so many messages in my DMs that are asking if we did ayahuasca. Um, So, yeah, you guys got it. We talked about a little bit. I mean, I think we kind of misled last episode because I was like, oh, I thought we were going to go do ayahuasca. And then it was going to be like a meditation yoga retreat. Yeah, that just shows that I was a hot mess. I had no idea what was going on. Well, and I think that's fine. Like, it, I, think, I was very, I, was I was good. very happy when I found out that we were doing ayahuasca. Yeah. Like, so happy. For some reason, I was thinking it was something else at the beginning, and then the middle, I thought it was something else, and then, and you know me, I didn't want to bother her and keep asking questions. So I was like, well, we'll figure it out. So, and we did, and it was ayahuasca. So how this works is, um, we would. Go to the front of the room and you could give a one to 10. So you, like what kind of dose that you wanted. So yeah, it went from one to 10. And it was so, all based on like body weight. Yeah, body weight. So obviously my five would be different from Saunders five. So we get the ayahuasca. And before we go into all of that, we um, you're supposed to have like a prayer or some sort of intention going into these nights. So, um, I mean, a lot of people got what they were looking for and asking for. So you're supposed to have some sort of like prayer or yeah, intention going into night. So 
for me, I wrote down, and this is, I wrote this down before I um, like took anything. So it was, I had a prayer to move on, to move on. Oh, I have a prayer to move on from the trauma, shame, guilt teachings of the church. So um, I've said that before, but that's kind of why I went into this whole ceremony is just to fully heal and get rid of my issues and my trauma and my anger with um, the church. So that was my prayer going into the night. And my my prayer, I, I touched on this um, in the last episode, but really my prayer was to go in um, and to be able to love myself. So yeah, I... You know, I wrote down to love myself where I'm at, to find myself, um, and, and not, you know, be a chameleon in life. So that's, that's really what my prayer though came down to just loving myself more. Yeah. And before I've, there's just little things that keep popping up. So we might be like going back and forth a little bit. So apologize for that now. So one thing she talked about is when you go through these experiences, you purge. So you're purging like that negative energy, you're purging that hurt or whatever that looks like. And purging happens in any, any, like so many different ways, like burping, farting, diarrhea, throwing up, throwing up, yawning, yawning, laughing, laughing. I think we got them all. Um, and there could be, there could be some people purge just through like making noises. Yeah. So when we went into the night, they gave us a bucket. And so we kept that bucket by us in case we did throw up or whatever, whatever came out. So we'll not poop. There was a bathroom there. Yeah. <laughs> they did not make us poop in a bucket. No. <laughs> so yeah. So that's a little backstory or a back piece on that. So Oh, here comes the heavy stuff. <laughs> so, and, and we should preface, like Jalen's experience was very different than my experience. Um, so it'll be interesting kind of blending these together. Our night ones weren't as different, but our our night two and three were, were very different. So, But I think that just goes to show like you, we are shown what we need to be shown. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, mean, and... Both experiences were beautiful. I'm just oh, saying yeah, they're, sure. they're different and they're going to have a different tone. So we'll do our best to address those appropriately and kind of find the right balance. <laughs> okay. So we took the medicine. I wish we could have recorded these like right after we did them, even though that wouldn't have been appropriate because I feel like I'm going to miss so much stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's good to process. Yeah. Anyway, so, so we took the medicine and then you go down... Um, she opens up your crown chakra. Yep. So, yep. So she she does something else to open that up. Um, and so you're just sitting on your mat cross-legged for, you know, she says at least 30 minutes. And then if it gets too heavy or whatever, then you're, you know, you can lay down or do whatever. So I didn't, I didn't listen to that. As soon as she um, opened my crown chakra, I literally just scoot right back and leaned against the wall just because... My back problems, I was sore. I'm still sore from like two weeks ago. So yeah, I, I scoot my butt right back. And I was sitting in the middle of the room. So I had like no back support. I know. And he looked so uncomfortable. It was, just, it was just rough. too big to be on a little yoga mat, like sitting like that. Well, and I'm just not like flexible. And yeah. I mean, you're I, just a big guy and you're I not like a little yogi. had a herniated disc two years ago. So anyway, 
So yeah, so let's talk about what happened next. So it, it usually takes about a half hour to kick in, can yeah. be sooner, can be longer. Um, and it really honestly depends on the night, kind of your preparation and where you're at and what you need to see. Um, so for me, I'll just, I'll just start off. Okay. Um, it didn't, my experience night one was so different than my experience nights two and three. I very much was like still in the 3d, still like in this dimension, um, as probably the best way to explain it. And, um, I essentially had like a visit or a battle with my ego. Um, and I, I went through kind of like a panic mode. So all of a sudden I was just like thinking, um, this isn't my path. I need to leave. Like, I just need to get up and go. Um, it's just like, time to leave after this. I just need to tell her like, this isn't for me. I need to leave. Jalen can stay. Um, and I was just like figuring out my plan on how to leave. I, you know, got up, went to the bathroom and was just like thinking there essentially like how this voice that I'm hearing right now has been like right so many times in my life. And I just need to like, listen to it. And so I was like replaying all these times, like this voice in my head was right. Um, and then And then I went and laid back down and that's when it kind of like hit me, um, the inner voice or the mother just like said the ego, the ego will tell you truth, um, here and there. So you begin to trust it, that the ego wants to have control and wants to take over. And then after that, it was just like, I don't know, all those feelings kind of just like went away. It was, it was pretty wild. Um, and it was just like, yeah, that, I mean, I would say that's, I, I kind of had two parts. So I'll just tell my first part and then turn it How to How were you purging in that first part? I didn't really, I don't think I really purged. So the first, first night I, there wasn't like a ton of like purging. Like that no happened. yawning? No, not really. Oh, crazy. So. Yeah, I mean, I got up to go to the bathroom and I only had to like urinate. So it wasn't like anything there that happened. Um, and maybe, I mean, maybe that's a purge. Yeah. I ended up having to go again and like a half hour later. So that's your kind of purge. <laughs> go and pee. Um, but what was cool after that experience is then like I visualized and saw like my ego um, in my mind. And I just remember like shaking hands with my ego and like introducing myself to my ego and essentially like in a gesture of saying like game on, I don't need to listen to you anymore. Um, so, I mean, that was a pretty cool experience. So that was kind of like my, my part one. Um, so I'll tell part two after you, you tell yours. Well, you don't want to tell all at once. Okay. I'll do it. I was just trying to break it up a little bit, you know? Um, We'll save the crazies for last. <laughs> okay, so part two was very much, um, I was, all of a sudden, I was, like, seeing all of these, like, past battles. So, like, the first one started, um, like, in Tonga or, um, I don't know, like, a Polynesian island. And I I was just, like, envisioning myself with, like, all these 
as like Polynesian with Polynesian tattoos and I had a spear and I was like doing the haka, uh, like a, a pre-war dance. And then I just remember like charging and then, then I was fighting like a battle in like Troy or Athens, you know, some, sometime in like the Greek age, um, with like a Spartan helmet. So that was, I mean, that was pretty wild. Um, so I was just like going through like all of these battles. Um, and I just really felt like my warrior spirit, um, unleash. And I think, you know, for me, that's something that has been suppressed, um, recently and just talking myself out of things and not just, you know, being, just not thinking of myself highly has just like suppressed that kind of that inner warrior. Um, and let's see, just looking at my notes. Um, also like my, my warrior spirit was kind of like irreverent there. Uh, one of the guardians was like, a a bird. I don't know, like fanning people and things like that. And so I just had like a thought, I just kept thinking like, Hey, Birdman, get over here and fan me. And like, you know, just like, oh man, why are these, why are these people throwing up? Like, this is, this is, I don't know. I was just having kind of like irreverent thoughts about things. Um, so that was kind of interesting, I guess. And then, and then they got to like this drumming part, like super intense drums. And I was like getting so into it. And then I like, I fill my hands and I'm just like pounding the ground as hard as I can to the drums. And I'm like, I've like completely flat in like the carpet around me, like feeling where it's like raised and things. Um, and I was just like, I, I was just like ready to go to war at that point. I was like, Oh man, this is like the best pre-workout I've ever had. Like I can do anything right now. So, um, yeah, I just felt like all of a sudden, like these feelings of victory and I was just feeling so pumped. And then, um, after everything was like said and done, um, with the ceremony, I just wanted to like consummate my victory with Jalen. So I was like, I was just ready to like consummate, like celebrate, just like show my dominance of like the victory. Um, nothing sexually happened, but that is totally Sonder to a T. That whole vision, that is totally you yeah. to a T. So anyway, so it was, I mean, that was like a, a pretty cool experience, but it still felt very like 3D. I, I don't feel like I was, I was going deeper mm-hmm. like I did the next two nights. So it still felt like very much in this world, very much like in my body, in my spirit, like in my mind of visualizing these things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a very cool experience and I just felt like the next morning we do like a sharing circle and, um, we, you know, say our name and then how we were feeling. And that next morning, you know, I just said, I felt victorious, you know, like I had conquered my ego and I had found my warrior spirit again and it had like emerged. And so I was just feeling like so pumped about things. So that's how I would say it like felt to me. Yeah. Um, and I was so nervous. I was so worried about him having a good experience and it was really good because that huge pole that they put me in front of, or I guess behind was right in the way. All I could see were like his knees down if he was laying down. 
So I would kind of like peek up when I wasn't supposed to and make sure he was like fine. And every time we went to the bathroom, I was like, oh no, oh no, he's, he hates this. He hates this. But I'm really glad. Like as soon as we were done. Jalen always worries about me and like circumstances she thinks I'm going to be like uncomfortable in. Well, and, and stuff that you maybe don't love. Um, I mean, on our last podcast, we talked about how you were almost like, I don't know if I want to go. So of course I was definitely worried and yeah, I mean, when we go anywhere what that I know that you're not like, it wasn't your idea or maybe you just, it's not your jam. Like I definitely worry about you. Yeah. So I want you to have a good time. I care about you. Love you. <laughs> Love you. So yeah, it was good that he was right there. And the funny thing is like right when we were done, I mean, we could not stop smiling at each other, but we'll talk about that after. Cause that's pretty like what happened after is pretty funny. So yeah, like Sandra said, my nights were a little bit different than his. And like I said, I went in really wanting to... a little to, bit, a lot of it. Yeah, I went in wanting to really like dive into just church, whatever. Just anything that was being held down that was like hurting my progress. That's kind of what I wanted to work through. So I went into there like hardcore, totally ready to just move past this and um, just make myself better. So what happened with my experience was, yeah, I wore um, a face mask or an eye mask that night and um, yeah, I just preferred that because my problem, if I don't have that on, I just like sit and look around and I want to see what everyone else is doing. And when I hear throw up, I want to like look at them and see if they're okay. And if I hear people crying, like it's my instant reaction. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massive observer. I'm not super social. So I'm, I'm an observer and I just wanted to see what everyone was doing. And that was a really cool part, but yeah. So I put the eye mask on, it kicks in. And what happened at first was I kept seeing like just pieces of my past and flashes of different people and situations and scenarios. But as soon as I tried to focus on it, it just went away. And then another one would come up and then I tried to like really focus on it and then it would go away. And I was kind of getting a little frustrated because I'm like, I want to see what's like, what are you trying to show me? I want to see this. So I felt a really weird feeling around my eyes. Um, and I, I still can't describe it at first. I described it like it was warm, but I, that's not what it was. So I felt this sensation. So I reached up to see what it was and I was crying like so many tears. My face mask was so wet, but I, I couldn't, it didn't feel like a regular cry. Like I could feel I could feel the water, but I just can't explain that feeling. It was, it was really cool, but, um, yeah, there's lots of tears and that's a purge as well. Yeah. That's a, that's a purge for sure. So crying is definitely a purge. So I, um, got done crying. Well, no, I didn't get done crying, but I was getting frustrated because I was crying and I'm like, well, am I supposed to be seeing this stuff? Because if I'm crying, obviously there's something that's upsetting me or something that I'm trying to purge. Like, what am I trying to purge? So I was getting a little frustrated and then something came up that I would have never expected. So I'm going to leave names out of this because I know there's people that know me from high school. Um, so what came up, I'm not, I'm going to say this again, but I don't think I'm in like, I don't have like energy to even cry. So I might not even shed some tears, but I might eat my words again. So, um, I was in high school. So this is like literally the memory that came up. I'm going to tell you the story of what happened because this is literally what happened in my dream. It was 
play by play by play of this situation. So I was in high school working at the movie theater and my ex-boyfriend told me he wanted to hang out. So um, I know last episode I said I like never rebelled, but I just remembered this. I guess this was probably the extent of my rebellion. Um, since I worked at the movie theater, sometimes there's movies that didn't get out till like 2 a.m. So I text my parents and I said, hey, I'm going to be late tonight. I work the late shift. And I just told him to come pick me up at work. So um, he came and picked me up at work and we drove to the gas station to get drinks. And when I say drinks, I mean like soda and stuff. So we came, yeah, he came and got me. We went and got drinks, went to this gas station And then he drove to this like random neighborhood in the middle of nowhere. I think it was like under construction, construction, maybe in just this cul-de-sac and then pulled over. And he was like, Hey, I just want to like hang out and talk. Like, let's go sit in the backseat and just chill. And I was like, okay. So we get in the backseat, um, and start talking and something was off. Like I felt it. And at that point, you guys, I, I was like the typical like bubble Mormon girl besides obviously some little rebellions here and there. But I, looking back, he was on something. I'm like 99% sure whether that was he was high or I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have been like drinking and driving. Um, I think I would have been able to like tell that. But anyways, he was on something. There was something going on. Something was off. I saw it, but I didn't realize that until now because I had no idea, um, anything about drugs or alcohol or anything. So, um, yeah, anyways, he ended up kissing me and then he proceeded to do a lot more than that. And I hate these words. And he kept trying and succeeded to force his hands inside of me. And I remember, Um, as it was like replaying in my head, you guys, it was like a movie and it was like, I was there watching from the outside. It was so real. And I, I kept telling him no. And then I started like silently crying in the backseat. Um, I definitely didn't have a personality to like punch someone and, or be sassy like I would now if someone tried to do that. Um, so that happened. And then... Um, and then it was like done. Like as soon as he did what he wanted, he was like, okay, let's, I'll take you back to your work or whatever. So he dropped me off in my car and he, um, literally told me that he had a girlfriend and I couldn't tell anyone about what happened that night. So first of all, he was my ex and I had no idea that he had a girlfriend And so not only did what just happened upset me and obviously it didn't feel good and I was telling someone no and he kept forcing himself on me, Um, but he had a girlfriend and that just kind of like rocked my world. So I remember sitting in the car and crying. I saw that very clearly Um, and yeah, I haven't thought about that for years, like years, 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 years and What that tells me is that I have been holding on to that experience and maybe that's a part of the issues I have with sex. And I mean, me and Sandra have been married for seven years and it's, there's still times when he will like touch me anywhere. And I kind of like 
not, I don't flinch, but it sends something in, like, I feel something in my body that's uncomfortable. Um, how, how old were you at this point? Probably 17. Yeah, I was either 17 or, yeah, I was 17. So you were sexually assaulted, and I think pretty normal to And the thing is, I just didn't, obviously I was ashamed, and I went against my, I mean, my parents would have never been like, yeah, go hang out with a boy at midnight, or, I mean, it could have been 11 or 10 p.m., I don't remember, I don't think it was that late, but, I mean, they wouldn't have said yes, so obviously there's that guilt, there's that shame, and then the church side of it, that guilt and shame comes in. And then, of course, I don't want to tell any of anyone at school or my friends. So, um, but what ended up happening with that, I actually told one of my best friends and she went to high school with him and she called her his girlfriend and told his, his girlfriend what happened. And it caused so much drama, so much drama. And the drama didn't stop for a while. So anyways. Um, oh, you should have been. Yeah, it should have been worse. I mean, yeah. like I said, I didn't know, but I could have easily reported him. Like, yes. yeah. Anyways, um, so there was a lot of crying. Like, during that whole experience, there was just so many tears. And something else that I did a lot was yawn, too. So not during that experience, but before, like, I was yawning all night long. And then I was like, uh. Like, every five seconds yeah, is what she said. Like, a lot. So... I also went diarrhea, TMI, but that's, I mean, there was a it's lot of releasing it. to do. Yeah. Um, so after that experience, I snapped out of it fast. Like, I don't know if I was too scared to continue or if at that point I was shown what I was supposed to be shown and that was it. That's what I needed to process for the night. So I snapped out of it fast um, and I still was filling the medicine so I kind of just, I kind of sat up, I, I took off my eye uh, mask and I just looked around and at that point she calls for um, a second dose if you want it and that's if maybe it's not, you haven't gone as deep as you want because the more you take, the, the technically, the deeper you'll go. Um, and maybe. that's, yeah, well, I mean, that's what she said, but I mean, you can have, there's different experiences, but like deep as in, I mean, you can go to some dark places and find some deep, deep stuff. So, um, it was crazy. I mean that if I were to look back on that and actually like think about it, I wouldn't have thought that that had been an issue. So it was interesting that that is the first thing that came up, but Although there are these things during, while I was watching that, it was so painful. And like I said, I did a lot of crying that night, not nearly as much as the other nights, but I thought it was a lot. I didn't stop crying, yawning, and just purging all of that. Um, but it's really cool to see kind of what comes up and what our bodies hold on to without us even knowing. And I mean, like you said, that's, it could be, I mean, it's like a subconscious thing, right? You just... I don't know. It's crazy. So, um, I did have a really hard time dealing with that experience in high school and knowing how, I mean, there was just so much guilt, like so much guilt. So, um, I am so grateful that that came up and I was able to work through that. So, 
Yeah, so that was pretty much my night. I regretted not going to get a second dose because I would have loved to have another experience. And I mean, that just to me is like I missed out on an opportunity to heal a little bit more or for something to come up that I needed to work through. But um, I didn't I I didn't get a second dose either. I was kind of going through my battle at the time. (laughs) I was like, hell no, I'm not taking a second dose. This shit's crazy. Like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, I so, mean, I if you don't, if like you're ready. still in it, you're definitely not supposed to like get up and take a second dose. It's like, it like for me that I had been done and I was sitting up and I was like, okay, um, that was that's different. So the whole night, um, they're playing music and when you're when you purge, if it's like throw up or you're having like a like a really hard crying episode, they come and spray you and like fan you. And spray you like a really yummy smelling fragrance. So they would do that throughout all the night. Like just different smells. And they had chimes and all these instruments. And I have never so heard beautiful. anything more beautiful. I like I don't even know how to explain it. Her voice. My favorite was probably when they hold the drum. And then they sing to the side of it. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It, like, like reverberate. It's kind of like an echo. Oh I don't, my gosh. I don't know how to explain it. But it. I mean, it just, I've heard people's different ayahuasca experiences and it was nothing like that kind of, I mean, kind of like the goop that we watched, they were kind of out on a deck yeah. and they had the experience, but for us, it's like a literal ceremony. Like you go through the prayers and you go through all these different steps and it's very reverent and I don't know. I just so much beauty. Like it's, I mean, it, it really is like a, like an ancient craft. Like they just feel like ancient beings and. Three of them were very like musically talented, just beautiful voices, guitars, drums. Like it didn't matter what the instrument was, and just like oh, I was so mad. Just doing like ancient chants and things like that. And she yeah. she had studied in um, Peru, and so there was just like a lot of like Spanish and things behind it. So. Oh, that's one thing that I was trying to that you just like brought up that she talked about that stuck with me is she said like in Peru, they do this a lot, even with their kids. So she said that they make a joke like, oh, the Western, the Westerners are coming, like be prepared because we suppress, suppress, suppress. suppress. Like we go through something and we shove it down. We have emotion, we shove it down. We deal with trauma, we shove it down. And for them- We can't have like weakness in our culture. Yeah. Like people, I mean, if you've ever read like The Power of Vulnerability, like that's a great book, but it's like, vulnerability is perceived so much as a weakness in like Western culture, Um, you know, Europe, the U S where in other areas, I mean, they're, they're a lot more humble. Um, And I I think just like grateful for their struggles and what they're going through. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So that was something that stuck with me because she's like, when, when I'd go study in other countries in Peru and the other places she had been, she would say it was a running joke, like, oh my gosh, we have, like, you know, the Americans are coming. This is going to be quite the weekend. Um, but it's so true because we really do shove so much down. And I mean, this goes to show. So, I mean, this is like a random thought, but I definitely want to be better with like our kids, like oh, Charlie 100%. and Josh and just the communication. And I don't want them to have to like be working through so much trauma at the age of 30. I might, I'm almost... I don't know. I'm almost something. Well, we can I I had an experience with Charlie this morning and I think 
I think this experience has helped me, um, especially working, I mean, through my own like body image issues. Um, Charlie was wearing uh, not like a, a crop top or a belly shirt, but like a tied off shirt that's a little shorter. And she was like so upset this morning because she didn't like how her belly was like sticking out. And so she kept saying... Oh, man, saying, I would probably start crying. So she just kept saying, I don't like my belly sticking out. I need to, like, put this jacket on. I'm like, Charlie, you have such, like, a beautiful belly. Like, tell me tell me your belly's beautiful. And she was like, my belly's beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> okay, say it again. And so she was, like, smiling and happy. I'm like, you don't need to cover anything up. Just, like, love your belly and um, you're going to have an awesome day at preschool. So it was just, like, a good... I can already see, like, hopefully I'm doing my best to not, like, project my insecurities to her so that she has these shadows when she's growing up, right? And well, so, and that's why we're doing this work, so yeah. that we're not passing this down to our kids. Yep, like like we started the, the episode with. So I didn't think of that until now, but I think that was just a great moment I had with her this morning of... Just helping her like love herself and believe yeah. in herself. So, yeah. So we um, had been fasting at 10 a.m. until the ceremony that night was just a long night because we had so much of the orientation, yeah. and then the ceremony went a little bit longer because she did have to kind of go over things as we were going through them. So we got over pretty late. It's like 11:30. Yeah, I had a, I turned my phone off the entire weekend, so I was completely unaware of time besides when it got bright in the morning and then when it got dark at night. I had yeah. no idea what time it was and it was amazing. So So when the ceremony's over, they yes. have like this big kettle of like soup. Yeah, vegan just, soup. Just like full of like potatoes and kale and just Carrots. like this really good broth. It was so good. But there's like no salt. Like yeah. every everything is like just very, very bland. Um, it's essentially you're just eating to get energy. I will say, like, that first night, they had watermelon sliced up, and probably because I had had some ayahuasca still, like, I bit well, into that. Well, and we that. were starving on top of that. Yeah. That's, like, double whammy. And it just, like, exploded in my mouth. It was, like, the and me best too. tasting me thing. Me and Sonder, when we first got up and just looked at each other, like, we were just, like, goofy smiling. Like, And, and I get the gig, like, like, the first time, like I said, marijuana, like, I was so, like, giggly yeah. with the edible and you were um, giggly that night too yeah i just and it, i wasn't giggly but until i saw her and so it kind of just like triggered so my, cute though. my giggles i love when you like can't stop giggling it's so funny to me but that watermelon seriously was so unreal changing. Yeah, it, was it was so good. good and the soup i mean the soup's good too by night three i'm kind of like I'm over the soup um we didn't have that on night three i mean it was there if you oh wanted. yeah they did yeah that's right well maybe it was night two i was like okay soup again um, but I mean, it's not bad and that's not like the purpose of it. You're just supposed to eat. I mean, it's just high fiber foods cause you and don't want a ton earth. in your stomach when you get to the ceremony. Yeah. And things from the earth. Yeah. Like just very plain. So yeah, we could put, I mean, we had like chips and we had hummus. So we put hummus in the soup, which is actually really good and gave it some yeah. really good flavor. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we had lots of veggies and tons of fruit. Like you said, the watermelon, we were just like smiling, grinning ear to ear, eating watermelon and looking at each other. <laughs> so we got our food and like went outside and it was kind of like, I didn't know like if 
well, they, we broke the silence just FY. So once the ceremony's over, they break the silence and we can social talk, but it has to be a whisper. Yeah. Inside. You have to, you have to be very reverent because people are still going through their experiences. Like some people just go to sleep like right when they're done. And you can also get a kiss of medicine at the end of the night and just go to bed and skip dinner if you are not hungry. So a kiss of medicine, it would be like a one. Just getting like a little bit going to bed and continuing. Then the reason being people do that is they want to just hold that frequency and that the medicine gives as long as they can. So yeah, yeah, so we eat, we go out and um, talk under the stars and kind of share experiences. And and then we actually ended up sleeping out under the stars as well. We went and grabbed our... Yeah, she said we could sleep outside. And and we were like, yes. And I was like, oh, heck yeah. So we kind of like staked our territory early. Yeah, we literally... (laughs) So fast. And I'm so glad we did because... I, I don't it think I so would have nice. slept. Well, yeah, and, and remember we had like the skinniest pads, so yeah, it would it would have been on a tile floor too. It wasn't like yeah, yeah. So it would have been awful if we had to sleep inside. Um, we would have figured it out, but we slept out under the stars, and it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. It was so. And nice. obviously, you wake up a little bit earlier under the sun, but and then I had a neighbor come join me. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Okay, so let's talk and about that- the share circle now, since that kind of goes along with day one. Day one. Yeah. So we wake up in the morning um, and once everyone's awake, we have breakfast and then we do what is called a share circle. So we pretty much go outside. And for me, I was like, oh, they're probably just going to say like, hey, who wants to share their experience? But everyone had to share. So she would just pass this stick around um, and everyone literally had to share their experience. So that made me like my belly instantly went to like butterflies because I'm like, we just met these people and I'm about to share an experience where I was sexually assaulted in the back of a car. And I mean, it was just, it was a lot. And I cried when I shared and it was very, I mean, it was very emotional and, and new, like being brought up and like brought to the surface. So, I mean, um, and it just goes to show like, like we were talking about earlier, the power of vulnerability. I mean, it, it really is true. Yeah. And out of like respect, we're not obviously going to share what other people were going through or anything like that, but there was some crazy stuff that came up and it was really powerful to be, there was 20 people, 25. Yeah. There's a good amount. I don't know the exact number, but I was trying to count in my head. There was around 20 ish and, um, it was really powerful and, and just, I don't even know. Well, people are like, like we talked about, we all just like suppress so much. And so there were, I mean, there were just a ton of people that had similar experiences to Jalen or, you know, and, and some weren't that extreme, you know, maybe like on my end. Well, yeah, um, I mean, some people impactful. had more experiences of like beauty and being shown these different things and being shown their path and being shown these other things. Then some people's were so traumatic, like so traumatic. It was like mind blowing to me. So, well, and that, and that's why, that's why it's called a medicine, right? Because it's really to heal and help people. And sometimes that healing is to look forward. And sometimes that means it needs to go deeper just depending on how much someone has suppressed things. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, just like an incredible medicine. Yeah. And it was an, I mean, the sharing circle was probably one of my favorite things. So I have a couple notes that I want to share that I just loved. So she said, I mean, there wasn't talking during while people were sharing their experiences, but she would reply back to a couple people if she felt like she needed to say something. So 
one of the things that stood out to me was she said that trauma, any trauma experience needs to have an exit point and it needs to go full circle. So I think that's why things really get shoved down deep inside is because, I mean, we experience it and it doesn't go full full circle and we just shove it right down. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was, that was cool. Um, like a cool point. And then um, the other thing that she she shared that I underlined was to show up and be the change. I just oh, yeah. love that. Like, show up, be the change. And like I said, you're helping generations. I mean, it's just, it's really cool to think about. And I'm not saying everyone needs to go do this necessarily, but I mean, I and, used to get energy. And she specifically energy. said, like, this is not the solution for everyone. Yeah. And don't go out and tell people, like, you need to do this. You need to do this. Yeah. So that's not us sharing. This is not saying you need to go do this. I think you need to, to do what you feel pulled to do when it comes to healing. If, um, you're new to this kind of thing, um, I just have to say our bodies, just from what I've learned, our bodies can heal themselves with so many, so many things. And she really talked about a lot of that. And it was, I mean, things just keep coming up to my head and they're, it's just amazing. So um, energy work. If you guys haven't done that and you're looking to heal and maybe this isn't a, this one's like too extreme for you. Energy work is awesome. And it's very similar to what I experienced here. And I'm actually going to tie that into my night three because they do tie in together, but our bodies are just so powerful. They're much more powerful than I think we give them credit for. I think we're kind of, I mean, this might be a little controversial, but I just feel like we're just in a place where like, I mean, big pharma and we just get medicine shoved at us. It's like, oh, I'm depressed. Here's medicine. Oh, I have anxiety. Here's medicine. Instead of, I mean, you guys, I had more healing in three days than I've had doing therapy, anxiety medication, depression medication. I mean, like this healing was just insane. Like our bodies are so powerful and our minds are so powerful. So, And, and we're not undermining people who do need to take that. Well, of course not. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's kind of just like the solution with everything. I mean, even with my PCOS, my doctor just wanted to throw medication at me. They never told me to cut out gluten or cut out dairy or cut out sugar. I mean, I was never told any of that. I was just like, Hey, here's your medication. And I took that medication for like two weeks and I'm like, I just, I just didn't feel good about it. And I wanted to find different solutions. And I think me like working on my body and figuring out what is best for my body is, I mean, that completely changed my whole life. So, yeah. I mean, that changed so much just figuring that out. Okay, so, yeah, so that was the the share circle. Is there anything else we missed about night one? I don't think so. I mean, there's obviously, you know, there was there was a lot. Um, but yeah, let's let's uh, let's get into day two. We'll uh, we'll end the episode now. Follow us on Instagram. Give us a five star review if you're liking it and subscribe oh yeah subscribe (laughs) hopefully you've subscribed spotify apple stitcher google i mean we're on everywhere so that's that's a wrap yeah and thanks for all the feedback too you guys it's been awesome to read how many people relate to just different aspects of us so thank you thank you thank you